Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, spring is in full swing, and for millions of folks, that means yard work and gardening, am I right? Now, here's a pro tip for those of you looking to spruce up your landscaping. Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S. They've got over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Save yourself the time and trouble of multiple trips to those crowded nurseries. You know what I'm talking about. Fast Growing Trees is a complete time saver. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. They can tell you what grows best in your area, how to plant, when to plant. It's like having your own expert gardener. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And listeners to the President's Daily Brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. So go to FastGrowingTrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout. It's January 19th. You're listening to the President's Daily Brief. I'm your host and former CIA officer, Brian Dean Wright. Your morning intel starts now. A good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. I've got six briefs for you this morning that are shaping America and the world. First, a former Mexican government official is facing charges today, all because he helped the cartels flood our border with drugs. Second, the prime minister of Iraq says that he would like for American troops to remain in his country for years to come. I'll give you those details. Third, we make quick stops in New Zealand and Australia this morning, where in Australia, sugar farmers are being overrun by rats. Next, Amazon CEO says that you should lock down your wallet because the economy is going to get bad. Fifth, the governor of Virginia just told Ford Motor Company to take a hike, all because of their partnership with a Chinese battery company. Finally, parents are increasingly pulling their kids out of public schools. I've got some data about that. Later, we close out the podcast with a study that says that we should all really go back to church. Might save our lives if we do. But before we get to that, we got to get started with this. There's a big court case to talk about today, and it sheds a really important light on whether or not we can trust the Mexican government. On Tuesday, jury selection started in the case of Genaro Garcia Luna. For over 10 years, this former Mexican government official led several of the country's law enforcement agencies to include the Mexican equivalent of the FBI. For that, he worked for Mexico's CIA, something called the National Intelligence Center. Well, it turns out that he was also on the payroll of a cartel, the Sinaloa cartel, the very group that he was supposed to be either arresting or killing. But starting in the year 2002 through at least the year 2017, Mr. Garcia Luna is alleged to have taken cash from the Sinaloa cartel to protect them and their operations or to direct law enforcement resources to other cartels. And that's why the U.S. government has charged him with four counts of conspiracy to traffic cocaine. So just to emphasize something here, Mr. Garcia Luna was both a very senior law enforcement official and a cabinet member of the Mexican government. So imagine if our FBI director or secretary of Homeland Security was working for the cartels, because that's who this guy is and that's what he did. Now, importantly, because of these roles, he had a very close relationship with America's Drug Enforcement Agency, or DEA, and the FBI. 
So what is alleged here is that he took all of those relationships and all the knowledge that he learned, and he shared that with at least the Sinaloa cartel. Although there's a member of another cartel called the Beltran Leiva cartel. And he said that they too gave this guy a monthly bribe to protect the cartel's operations in addition to the Sinaloa folks. All right. Well, regardless, Mr. Garcia Luna's trial, it's going to be starting here in the next couple of weeks and will last probably two months. His attorney, by the way, is complaining that the evidence against his client is so overwhelming that he doesn't have enough time or resources to review it all. At any rate, I would encourage you to keep this case in mind when we start talking about getting to the root causes of things like the drug crisis or illegal migration from Mexico. So as PDP listeners know, that sort of root cause policy is central to the Biden administration's focus to stop or slow drug flow or illegal migration. And the idea is that we work with regional governments to address these root causes of the problems. But as this case shows, once again, sometimes these local partners aren't exactly who they appear to be. Unfortunately, there's a culture of corruption in many of these places that suggests ultimately we're not going to be able to trust them not to do much of anything other than enrich themselves or undermine our efforts to protect our southern border. Next up, we head to the Middle East this morning, and we're going to talk about the country of Iraq. As most of us recall, the United States and our allies spent many years in that country to find, say, weapons of mass destruction, to topple the dictator Saddam Hussein, and ultimately to build a new modern democracy, one that was supposed to embrace Western values and interests. I think it's pretty fair to say that, well, none of those things really happened, except for getting rid of Saddam Hussein, of course. And yet the war's legacy lives on. The United States still has around 2,000 troops in Iraq to train and advise Baghdad's troops. Well, the question is, should they be there? Well, Iraq's new prime minister said on Monday in an interview with the Wall Street Journal that, yes, they should. Quote, we think that we need the foreign forces. The elimination of ISIS needs more time, end quote. ISIS, of course, is a reference to the terror group Islamic State. Regardless, I think that this statement from the prime minister, a man, by the way, who's named Mohammed Shia al-Sudani, it's pretty interesting. He's closely aligned with the country of Iran, and so too are the parties that back him in parliament. So to me, it's pretty interesting that the Iraqis would want us to stick around, even though they fought us for years, and now they back our enemies in Tehran. Regardless, it does prompt a bigger question, I think. Should the United States still be in Iraq with our troops? Seems like a good question to think about. We've been there for about 20 years. Perhaps it's something we should debate. With that, let's head out of the Middle East this morning and fly ourselves to the countries of New Zealand and Australia. Let's start first in New Zealand, which is a very important national security partner of the United States. The country's prime minister yesterday issued really what was a shocking statement that she will step down from office, all because, she said, she has neither the energy nor the inspiration to seek re-election later this year. And so, she said, she's stepping down, actually, in the next couple of weeks. And I'll tell you, nobody saw this one coming, because her rationale for leaving is, well, I mean, it certainly could be true, but oftentimes these things have other explanations rather than just wanting to spend more time with family. So I'm going to be keeping you posted on this breaking news because, A, it's very interesting and curious. But second, New Zealand is an important partner of ours, especially as we pivot to protecting our interests against the Chinese in the battle for the Pacific. 
All right, meanwhile, let's pivot to Australia, specifically the state of Queensland. So in the far northern part of that state, sugar farmers this morning are shaking their heads at what was supposed to be a bumper sugar crop, but not anymore. And that's because they are being invaded by rats, millions of rats, the largest infestation that most folks there have seen in decades. And those rats, well, they're pretty hungry. And unfortunately, they do like sugar. And boy, howdy, do they like it. Crops are being wiped out at a record clip, all by an animal that can have 460 babies in a single year. That helps explain why the problem can get very bad very quickly. Now, they've considered control measures like poison, but unfortunately, those poison rat carcasses then in turn get eaten by other more helpful animals who obviously get sick and die in the process. So they're a bit stuck, and it's just overall a pretty terrible situation for those poor farmers in Australia. By the way, most of their crop gets exported to countries like Japan, South Korea, and Malaysia, a touch to America too, although most of ours comes from states like Louisiana or countries like the Dominican Republic. Regardless, let's think of our friends down under this morning as we sprinkle a little sugar in our coffee or tea. Maybe send up a prayer or send down a herd of cats. I've got one they can have. With that, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I've got three more critical pieces of news for you. So hang tight and we will be right back. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, we made it through winter. Look at that. And spring, well, it's in full bloom, which of course means summer is just around the corner. You see how I figured that out? And that means more time spent outdoors. Not to mention, you got to get into summer shape, huh? Factor can help you spend less time in the kitchen and make sure you're eating well and meeting your wellness goals. Factors, no prep, no mess meals, save time, and help with getting and keeping you in great shape for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors, fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Seriously, it's going to be beach time soon. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, no prepping, no cooking or cleaning up. Factor is part of our meal routine at the Baker Compound. And I can tell you, food is delicious and it's a complete time saver. Head to factormeals.com pdb50, that's five zero, and use code pdb 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code PDB50 at factormeals.com slash PDB50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Mike Baker here. I want to take just a minute to talk about something of real importance to you and your family's financial well-being, and that's life insurance. Look, I know it's not everyone's favorite topic, and and a lot of folks avoid talking about it or they put it off thinking it's too costly or too complicated or you'll get to it some other day. And it's true. Finding the right policy on your own can be time consuming and complex. But I'm here to tell you, life insurance is an important safety net for your family. And that's why I'm happy to tell you about Policy Genius. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year 
for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, for me, having an appropriate life insurance policy, well, it means less stress, less worry. I know that my amazing wife and our kids will be properly taken care of and provided for should something happen to me. Now, back when I was in the market for life insurance, and that was a while back, I did my searching the old-fashioned way. Lots of telephone calls, paperwork, faxes, maybe even a beeper. I would have loved to have Policy Genius to streamline the whole process. Policy Genius helps you compare all your options from top companies and provides a team of unbiased, licensed experts to walk you through the decision-making. You can compare quotes with just a few clicks, find just the right policy, and Bob's your uncle. And they've got thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Welcome back to the PDB. I've got three more critical pieces of news for you this morning. First, the CEO of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, has issued a warning that America's economy is headed for some dark times and that you should hold off on buying non-essential products, which would mean that you shouldn't use Amazon, interestingly enough. So Mr. Bezos was giving an interview on CNN earlier this week where he said that, quote, the economy doesn't look good right now. Things are slowing down. You're seeing layoffs in many sectors of the economy. So if you're an individual considering purchasing, say, a big screen TV, you might want to wait, hold on to your money and see what transpires. He added that, quote, the same advice is true for, say, a new automobile or refrigerator or whatever else. Just remove some of that financial risk from the equation, end quote. And you know what? It, it seems like he's right. Amazon itself announced job cuts of 18,000 workers in the past number of months. Microsoft just yesterday said that they're going to be cutting 10,000 workers. Finally, Facebook's parent company announced that they too will shed at least 11,000 workers in the next couple of months. For what it's worth, we're also seeing some of these same troubling signs in the broader economic data too. The Federal Reserve announced yesterday that production from U.S. factories fell more than expected last month, down 1.3%. Retail sales, those were down to 1.1% last month, despite December being the Christmas holiday season. Now, if there is any good news to this, at least I guess you can call this good, it's that inflation is starting to come down. It was at 9% or more in months gone by, but now it's floating around 6.5%. The problem is that the Federal Reserve wants that inflation number to go from 65 to 2%. And to get there, they're going to keep raising interest rates to slow the economy, perhaps even pushing us into a full-blown, no arguments about it, recession. So all in all, I think Mr. Bezos is right on this one. Perhaps freeze those Amazon purchases for a while and tighten those belts. Seems like we've got a pretty ugly economic year ahead of us. All right, next up, some good news, or at least good news if you think China is bad. The governor of Virginia announced last week that he would not allow Ford Motor Company to build a battery plant in his state. Ford had been considering Virginia to build out one of these facilities, but there was one big catch. It would actually be operated by the Chinese battery company CATL. They may recall that last month we talked about the possibility that Ford would partner with this Chinese company to build batteries for its electric Mustang and their Ford F-150. 
but Ford was being a little sneaky about it. The plan was to build the plant, and technically they would own it, but the Chinese, well, they would actually run it and own the underlying technology. And Ford was doing this, well, little cheat, so that they could take advantage of Joe Biden's battery incentives that were passed last summer. And those said that you had to be an American-owned battery company to benefit. In other words, Ford wanted some of that dirty green money, but they needed a technology partner to help them get it. And China was the partner that they chose. Well, Virginia's Governor Glenn Youngkin found out about that scheme and announced last week that Ford would not be welcome in his state for this battery plant. Quote, the right thing to do, he said, was not to recruit Ford as a front company for China in America. End quote. Whew. He then directed his Virginia Economic Development Partnership Agency to remove the state from the running from Ford's project, which now leaves the state of Michigan as Ford's likely choice should it choose to move forward. By the way, Ford was asked for comment based on these remarks by the governor, and, um, well, they declined. As an aside, Governor Yunkin seems pretty consistent in his beliefs about China. For instance, he said that, quote, I understand what the Chinese Communist Party is doing. They have one objective, global dominance at the expense of the United States, end quote. And you know what? That is correct, Governor. Nice to see some political leadership on this, especially to be so blunt. Bravo. Finally this morning, an update on America's public schools. We first talked about this issue back on September 23rd, when I gave you a brief about how COVID policies have affected America's kids in public schools. The bottom line was that those policies were terribly damaging, especially for the poorest of America's students. Well, there was another impact from those policies. Some parents have gotten so sick and tired of districts shutting schools down or forcing online learning that they pulled their kids out of public schools altogether. So according to fresh data out from the National Center for Education Statistics, enrollment in public schools fell from 50.8 million to 49.4 million over the last academic year. Meanwhile, the number of homeschooled kids doubled to 5 million. Plus, we're seeing some similar increases in private and charter schools, too. Well, all of that is leading school districts around the country to consolidate or even shut public schools down. For instance, Jefferson County, Colorado, just outside of Denver, they're set to close 16 schools. St. Paul, Minnesota, closing five. Oakland, California, closing seven. All that, by the way, according to Axios and the Wall Street Journal. Although I should mention one caveat to all of this, some states are actually adding public schools and students. So the South and Midwest of America, they're doing pretty well, adding anywhere from 2% to 10% more students. Meanwhile, though, the New England states, plus states like Michigan, Pennsylvania, California, and Oregon, all of those are losing students and schools. So more on this to come. And when I do brief you on it, I want to focus on the Supreme Court ruling last summer called Carson versus Macon. The court said that parents can use taxpayer vouchers to send their kids to religious schools if they want. What I'm looking for is data on how many parents are doing just that and how that impacts the lives and education of America's kids. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude your morning brief. But I've got one more thing before I let you go. We'll be right back.
Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hey, Mike Baker here. Did you know that a recent survey found that 7 in 10 parents get an average of 3 hours of sleep a night in their baby's first year? I don't know. That sounds like, like a lot more sleep than we got during our baby's first year. Mothers, you deserve quality sleep. And here's how you can make that happen. Cozy Earth. Discover the secret to better sleep with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding products. And now here's an exclusive Mother's Day. Don't forget Mother's Day is coming up. It's a Mother's Day offer just for our listeners. Use code PDB. For 35% off at CozyEarth.com. Cozy Earth bedding products are crafted with temperature-regulating technology. It's adapting to your body's needs through all phases of motherhood. They use only the very best fabrics, materials, and weaves, offering superior softness that invites you to sink into a world of comfort. We use these sheets of the Baker compound, and I'm telling you, they are terrific. And Cozy Earth stands by the quality and longevity of its products. Enjoy a 100-night sleep trial and a 10-year warranty on all purchases. That's a 10-year warranty. Built to last through the hardest days and the longest nights of motherhood. Incorporating Cozy Earth products into your self-care routine can enhance sleep quality and overall wellness. This Mother's Day, treat your mom to the luxury, come on, she deserves with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear. Head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code PDB for 35% off. After placing your order, select Podcast in the survey and then select PDB in the drop-down menu that follows. Welcome back to the PDB, folks. I've got one more thing before I let you go. So over the past 10 years or so, you've probably heard folks in the media talk about something called deaths of despair. And usually it's meant Americans who use so many drugs or drink so much alcohol that it leads to their bodies shutting down, or sadly, they choose suicide. Now, there's been a lot of debate about what's driving these deaths, especially the increase amongst white Americans and most especially white working class men. Well, some researchers at the Ohio State University and University of Notre Dame looked at one culprit that hasn't gotten a lot of attention, and that is people have stopped going to church. They looked at the relationship between being religious and mortality from deaths of despair. And what they found was that states that experienced large declines in religious participation, well, those states saw the largest increases in deaths of despair. Now, what's really fascinating is the impact of blue laws, which as some of you all probably know, are laws that restrict various activities on Sundays, days of worship, of course. And usually these blue laws included restrictions on whether or not you could purchase things like alcohol and tobacco. Well, what they found was that when a blue law was repealed, that led to a 5 to 10% decrease of weekly attendance at church with an increase of deaths of despair. One last interesting finding from this study 
it didn't actually matter whether a person held a certain set of religious beliefs. In other words, they were Catholic or Protestant. Nor did it matter if they engaged in prayer. What helped reduce deaths was that they just went to church. The practice of just sitting in a pew next to friends and family or neighbors. Said the researchers, quote, These results underscore the importance of cultural institutions such as religious establishments in promoting the connection and well-being of people. By the way, this study was circulated yesterday by the National Bureau of Economic Research. One final thing to offer you on this. This research actually matches other data coming from a man named Bob Putnam in a book called Bowling Alone. So the idea is that we used to be pretty connected to each other at church, at volunteer organizations, and yeah, sports leagues like bowling. But starting in the 1980s, that connectedness started to fray. And now data show that our social cohesion has largely collapsed. We are deeply disconnected from each other. Just something to think about. It might be a nice time to reconnect a church or fellowship of whatever kind that appeals to you might be a nice way to meet people or network for a job or maybe even save your life. That, ladies and gentlemen, concludes your morning brief. As always, we close out the show reminding each other of why we are here, talking about our country and our world. It's the creed of every good spy and every smart American. It's from John chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith.